Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Glad to have you with us. 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. Uh, the COVID-19 virus apparently leaked from a lab. That's not just me talking. I've been saying that for a year and a half. That is the Energy Department, which oversees the CDC and the NIH and your public health agencies. Uh, but Jake Sullivan, the National Security Director of the uh, Biden White House, says, well, it's just one agency thinks that. and Other agencies think different stuff. Got to be careful managing your relationship with China, it appears. Um, we mourn the death of Chris Jordan, a state representative from Delaware. He represented two-thirds of Delaware County. We mourn it for the tragic loss of life, suddenly complications from diabetes, at age 46, we mourn it for his children, and we mourn it for the fact that an inauthentic Republican, Jason Stevens, Speaker of the House, who's aligned with more Democrats in the House than he is with Republicans, will now get to replace Mr. Jordan. And then we touched on the decision by a Christian school in Vermont to not play a high school tournament basketball game against another school, a public school, that has a boy playing on the girls' team. Why, do they not have a boys' team? No, they have a boys' team. The boy says he's a girl. Ergo, he, in the eyes of this public school, is a girl, thus presenting a competitive disadvantage to the Christian school, which said, nope, we're going to stand for truth and we're not going to play. And I asked you how you felt about that as I surveyed the brackets of teams left in the Ohio High School girls' basketball tournament, particularly at the Division Four level. Uh, these little towns... Marion Local, Fort Loramie, uh, the towns that make up Tri-Village over there just off uh, about 30 miles north of I-70, uh, past Trotwood. They're not putting up with this. No way. If the OHSAA is ever faced with this situation and they side with the transgender kid, if they side with the public schools that, are play, that, that can, under OHSAA rules, play transgender kids, the OHSAA is going to woke themselves right out of business because there will be an alternate organization. In fact, I might start the organization. If I have to, I might start it. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989 is our number. But I, you know, sometimes I get my competitiveness, my uh, confrontational nature gets ahead of my uh, Christian love. So I wanted to know what you think did this school in Vermont make the right decision? Uh, here is, uh, is it Stephanie that's with us? Stephanie is with us, 844-TALK-989, our number. Hello, Stephanie. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, how are you? Great. Good. Uh, I wanted to comment, uh, there's two parts to this, I suppose. Uh, I have a 14-year-old daughter. She attends a Christian school. We are on the east side um, of Columbus, the Reynoldsburg area. Mm-hmm. I'm actually Aetna. However, we're right on the cusp, so if my daughter did not go to a private school, she would actually be attending the Reynoldsburg schools. Um, So, you know, she's very athletic. Um, She is 14, as I think I said. She plays basketball, and during the basketball sports especially, you know, between the age of 12 and 14, there is an absolute undeniable uh, difference in the strength and speed of you know in these sports. Um, you know we actually stay and watch the boys basketball after mm-hmm. the girls, and there's it's just undeniable. 
Well, it's the same at the high school level. Just to give a little window into this, uh, Stephanie, uh, my Mm -hmm. wife accompanies me sometimes when we go cover, I go cover a high school basketball game for a website that I work for. And Mm -hmm. the first couple games where she shot photos for me were boys games. And then we shot a girls game and she's like, wow, I have so much more time to react. Now, my wife played college basketball and Mm -hmm. my daughter played high school girls basketball at a high level. My youngest daughter plays AAU and plays on her team. So we're not anti-girl sports in the Hooli household, okay? We're pro-girl sports, but we want our girls, A, safe, and we want the competitive field to be even, which I'm sure are the same concerns that you have. Absolutely. So there's a dramatic difference, as you say, in this athleticism. It shows up, I would say, beyond the age of, like, in little little kids' soccer, they let them play together until they're about mm, seven or eight. And then they split them, mm-hmm. and they have to split them because that's when it ceases to become fair. Has that been your experience? That's right. Uh, absolutely, because there is there there are boys, and there are girls, and that's just the way it is. And and I I did want to add in another point on the transgender issue um, because we are you know this close. You know I also have her in scouts and things, so she does have friends. Um, she knows different people that attend the Reynoldsburg schools. And I've got to say, it. some of the subjects, trans, transgender and safety, there are two subjects that are, you know, there are a lot of things that um, I've got to speak to my daughter about because it is so prominent now in Reynoldsburg. I, I just can't believe it. I cannot believe some of the things that they allow and what is going on right down the street, you know, near us, and in any school. Yeah, well, I appreciate that you have, A, come on the show and let people know that this is real, Uh, B, that you have made a financial sacrifice in your family to send your daughter to a private Christian school, and uh, I thank you for listening to the show. So thank you for calling in. I appreciate your your input today. Thank you. Uh, It's not just in the public schools. It's not just in Reynoldsburg. It's everywhere. I received over the weekend... uh, some private social mess, social media messages from someone about what's going on at a Lutheran church in Gehanna, uh, Peace Lutheran Church in Gehanna. And this gentleman sent me some of the books that they are reading. And I touched on this last week. Uh, some of the books that they are reading in the church library, Pride with a Big Rainbow Flag on it. Uh, Black is a Rainbow Color. Big book. And then here's a book they're reading. And they're proud of this. This is like a a new agenda item that they have. Uncle Bobby's Wedding. This is a church, a Lutheran church, Peace Lutheran Church in Gahanna. Uncle Bobby's Wedding. It has a white male with a beard, a dark-skinned male. He may be black, he may be Indian or something, Asian. Uh, And then a little girl. I don't know where the little girl came from. He didn't come from the union of these two dudes at Uncle Bobby's Wedding. And so this gentleman uh, went up to his uh, pastor, priest, whatever they're called, at Peace Lutheran Church in Gehanna, and asked about it and was told, oh, this is, a, this is an agenda item. And the, the parishioner had a very simple question. And the question is, do any of these books mention God or Jesus? And of course, the answer in Uncle Bobby's wedding is, of course not. No, but we're going to be reading this kid's to our kids from the church library. Okay. 
Just because you're darkening the door of a church does not mean that you are getting truth. And let me also say that I freely and fully acknowledge that no one who darkens the door of a church is a person who has eradicated sin from their lives. See, that's the point. And this is a very this is the point that needs to be made because it's very easy for people who profess a faith in God to rail against a temptation they themselves are not gripped by. To point out a temptation, homosexuality, transgenderism, whatever, that they're not tempted by. Well, I got news for you. It's it's both bad news and great news. The bad news is everybody, everybody has something they need to repent of. Everybody. As a friend of mine once said, uh, you are not a sinner because you sin. Okay? You're not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you are a sinner. See, it's baked into your DNA as a person. Baked into your DNA. You are predisposed to it. So whether it's gluttony or gossip or whatever, or in any any of the immoral activities out there, uh, pornography, uh, you know, anything can be sexual sin other than a man and a woman in a faithful marriage. So I want to make clear, I'm not picking on a particular sin. It's just that when I'm talking about that sin, as it is advanced in our culture, in our schools with the flags and with the youth sports and with the transgenderism in high school sports and all that stuff, when I'm talking about that issue and I'm confining myself to that issue, I'm going to call it out for what it is. It's sin, broad playing field out there, sin all across the board, everybody's subjected to it because it is baked into your DNA, okay? So just so we're clear, nobody's without sin, nobody's without a need for a savior, And when you take, and here's the other part, when you take the Savior part, you got to take the Lord part too. You cede authority over everything in your life to Jesus and to following what he said. All right, so I don't like to get deep into the theology too often here on the show, but lest any of these LGBTQ advocates are out there and they're listening and they say, oh, he espouses nothing but hate. No, no. The Christian gospel is a message of love, but it is also and must be a message of repentance. Bruce Hooley show on the answer on the uh, poll numbers from the latest Fox poll. Not good for Joe Biden's uh, re-election plans. By the way, his wife says, uh, yeah, he's running. What is it with Democratic women, wives of politicians, um, Fetterman's wife and Biden's wife? Man, they cannot wait to steal their husband's part of the spotlight so hubby can't go home and get well and do the things he should do. No, no, he's got to keep me out there front and center in the news. Uh, We've been talking about Uh, the proliferation of transgenderism in schools and one Vermont school saying we're not going to play a tournament game against a school that's playing a male as a girl. Taking a couple of calls, John in Worthington has a thought. Also told you about the Gehanna Church, Peace Lutheran Church, which has 
a bunch of books in its children's library that glorify uh, this uh, evil. I thought kids' library books at churches ought to maybe tell Bible stories or uh, lead kids to Christ, Uh, apparently not at Peace Lutheran Church in Gehenna. John, calling from Worthington. Hi, John. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Bruce. Uh, I just wanted to call. I've been a practicing Catholic for, well, 62 years, and I went to the Nova Sordo Mass, which was the new Catholic Mass Mm -hmm. instituted in 1962, and my son turned me on to the Latin Mass here in town, and uh, they seem to be pretty much doing away with all those. And he has since switched over to the Eastern Orthodox Church, which I have attended a few of their masses. And their sermons, they don't hold back. They they uh, come out and say how evil LGBTQ movement is and everything regarding that. And everything that, and it seems like the Catholic Church, all that modernism is starting to creep in there. So, you know... I guess that's the first place I've ever been that actually comes out and speaks out against all that. Well, uh, thank you for the call, John. Here's what I would say. I I was actually praying about this this morning. We have a uh, family friend uh, who I hurt for deeply. Uh, They're from my Sunday school class. They have a son who's gay, and he goes on the gay cruises and all this stuff. And then we have another family friend from outside the state who has a daughter who we have known since she was uh, just a lovely young girl who came to Columbus, and we could tell when she came to Columbus, like we could tell from the hair cut and everything, like I told my wife, I'm like, well, she's coming here to get away from her folks and start to be a practicing lesbian. Well, it went beyond that. She got into the, uh, she got into a certain kind of fitness movement where uh, a lot of gay women gravitate, and now she's uh, transgender. And um, I, I don't look at her Facebook page because my wife says, don't look at it, it'll break your heart. But apparently she is now, you know, portraying herself as a man. I was just in, in prayer for both of them today, and I was thinking about how Satan loves this because he uses the welcoming nature of the LGBTQ movement to draw people in to the one thing that God cannot abide the elevation of self to the role played by God. When you elevate anything in your life, whether it's gambling, whether it's whatever it is, when you elevate it to a point where you say, I'm not yielding this to your authority, God, then you have made that thing your idol. And when you determine what is right, what is appropriate, what is okay, well, then who in that equation is God? (laughs) If you're not going to submit every aspect of your life, And I'm not saying when you come to Christ, you become perfect. What you become is humble enough to realize that, man, I got some things in my life I really need to work on. I need to bring a lot of things in my life under the control of God. For me, my struggles, impatience, tone of voice. um, I mean, I got a lot. We don't have enough time for me to list them all. But those are right at the top of the list. So we all have something. But when you say, well, no, I'm not changing. This is, I'm not changing this one. No, I'm keeping this one. This one I like. This one I can't. No, besides, this one's okay. I mean, this one's really okay. I know what the Bible says, but trust me, this one's okay. It's harmless. I, I, it's just my thing. And I, It's the way God made me. No, it's not the way God made you, okay? It was made, you're made with a sin nature, so in that respect, yes, 
It is the way God made you. But he also made you with an avenue to shed that, no longer be enslaved to that. So when I think about these two young people, uh, one a boy, one a, one a girl, one uh, a gay man now, and one a um, transgender man now, Satan's playbook is to draw you into that lifestyle, surround you with people who approve of you in that lifestyle, and silence the guilt and shame that you feel, but to never turn that off to the point where Satan uses it against you to make you feel bad about yourself. See, I just do not for a second believe that people who are trapped in any kind of rebellion against God, any kind, that, oh, I'm ha- this really makes me happy. I'm happy. Look at somebody trapped in the LGBTQ lifestyle. Look at somebody trapped in alcoholism. Look at somebody trapped in drug addiction. Look at somebody cheating on their wife or husband. Do they really look happy? Do they look like they have a peaceful countenance about them? No, they don't. Why not? Because God has placed his law in every human heart. And because Satan is enticing you to do it and then clubbing you over the head with the guilt and shame of doing it. That is his oldest game plan. So I didn't intend for today's show to delve into a deep spiritual conversation, but that's okay because I'm here and I every day ask God to steward this platform in a way that's glorifying to him and to talk about the things he wants me to talk about in a way that he wants me to talk about them. I hope to do that when I talk about the national headlines, when I talk about the lies that are being told to you, when it comes to issues and policies and agenda items of our state government, our local government, our national government. But sometimes it's good to push through all those kinds of things and get really deeply down on a personal level and stick up for the authenticity of bringing your faith bringing that filter into everything you do, say, and think. And so I have no doubt the LGBTQ movement is from Satan. It is an enslaving ideology, but there are many of them on the heterosexual side of the aisle, too. The great news is atonement available for all.